Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Final hour of our best of the Steve Jones Show on this Wednesday. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve on vacation this week, but is always in the Sunbury Motor Studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Great selection of new and pre-owned cars, a service department, and a sales staff that's there for you. All part of that Sunbury Motors guarantee. At Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. So now we have a pair of interviews coming up here as we begin a Penn State sports-themed final hour of this show, talking to recent and past Alumni, starting with recent football alumni, Jaquan Brisker, Jahan Dotson, of course now fulfilling their NFL dreams as we speak. Jaquan Brisker being selected in the second round of the Chicago Bears, and then Jahan Dotson, of course, first-round pick to the Washington Commanders. Both those guys joined us a couple of days after they got drafted. We'll start things off with Jahan Dotson. Let's get to one of the best-ever play here, Jahan Dotson. With the Washington Commanders, John, first of all, congratulations. Welcome. Great to have you with us. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, what was it like on draft night uh, to be there, mom, dad, everybody, family? What was that moment like for you? Honestly, uh, it was surreal. Um, everything I could have pictured draft night would have been uh, from a from a very young age. Uh, just having everyone there with me, my my support system. I got. I always say is I have the biggest support system in the world. So having everyone there with me, uh, it, it was great. Honestly, family, friends, um, and especially my parents. Uh, having them there and being able to hug them after I got the phone call, uh, it, it was it was a dream come true. And as you know, uh, your parents are special people. Uh, I've had the privilege of being around them, meeting them. I said to your mom the day of the Maryland game, I said, I said, there's the mother of the best wide receiver in the country, and then you went out and got 260 yards, whatever it was. Uh, <laughs> your, your mom has survived so much. Your dad has been an awesome ter- caretaker. Just the mere fact that they were there with everything that they've gone through, especially her, what did that mean? Um, Everything. It means everything to me. It, it's it's built me to be the, the man I am today, honestly. Uh, seeing them go through tough times and being able to battle through those type of things, it, it just makes me out to, to be the man I am. Uh, just watching them <coughs> take care of my family, take care of me, uh, it, it's been great, honestly. Um, like I, I couldn't even put it in words, the, the type of sacrifices that they made over the years just to put me in the best predicament possible to be successful in life. But uh, I, I honestly, I owe them to the world. They, they mean everything to me. You had to bet on yourself, just like Jaquan Brisker did. Sometimes betting on yourself is I'm going into the draft and I'm going to make it happen. Sometimes it's saying, you know what, I'm better than what they're telling me and I'm going to prove it. You and Jaquan both did that. What did that take on your part 
to bet on yourself and put together the season you did last year? Yeah, uh, it, it took a lot, honestly. It took a lot of hard work, a lot of discipline, uh, a lot of things factor into that. And honestly, being being able to have someone like Jaquan Brisker on my team, it, it made it easy. Uh, he's a fierce competitor who, who, who just loves, loves to compete every day. He loves football. So going against him every day in practice, it, it made my job easier, honestly. And I watched it every day too, as you know. That was the, the competitions were incredible. All right, um, you had you had to make a decision. Originally, you were going to go to UCLA, but you come right. to Penn State. What did it mean coming to Penn State, and then Coach Franklin and, and, and Coach Stubbs? What did they end up meaning to you? Yeah, uh, meant a lot to me, honestly. Uh, being able to first play back home. Um, Pennsylvania has always been good to me ever since I came here at a very young age. So uh, being able to come back home and play for the state university it was was big time for me, for my family, and for my community. Uh, I'm big in being able to rep my community, rep the Lehigh Valley, rep the 610. So being able to do that in state and rep Pennsylvania, that, that, was, that was really big for me. And Coach Franklin, the best football coach in America, honestly – like he, he's like a father figure to me. He's like a second dad, uh, someone I can lean on at all times, um, and someone who, who I trust with my life. And Coach Stubbs, is, he's been nothing but spectacular. Uh, taught me a lot of life lessons, not only on the football field, but outside of the football field, being able to be someone who I can go to, who I can communicate with, um, and, and just kind of be there for me. In a program that has turned out the likes of, over the years, Bobby Engram, Allen Robinson, uh, Chris Godwin, among others. You're the highest drafted Penn State wide receiver since Kenny Jackson in 1984. With Penn State's great lineage, what does that mean to you? Yeah, uh, it's just a testament to all the work that I put in, all the hard work that I put in. Um, just trying to get to this, get to be in this situation. Uh, it, it's not easy. Um, as you, you you guys know, like it, it takes it takes a lot to get to this moment. Um, but I honestly, would owe it to my hard work and just putting the putting the work in, uh, being dedicated to the grind, just loving football. Um, honestly, like I I fell in love with the game when I came to college. Like I, I fell in love with the process of working and just getting better every every each and every day. Um, and honestly, it, it's honestly just a testament to that. But. Um, as a kid, you, you have dreams and aspirations of being drafted uh, and, and being able to be in the first round uh, selected amongst uh, very high quality of football players. Is, it's a dream come true. In your freshman year, I'm watching you on the practice field, and I'm thinking, it can't be that easy. I mean, because you just made it look easy. Okay, and Seriously, I'm watching it. And, you know, I've watched a lot of people out there. But where did yeah. you end up fine-tuning and refining your game this past season that that probably moved you up around? Yeah. Um, I was just being a complete receiver. Uh, yeah. Taking ownership was, was a, a big thing. Um, I, I'm a really laid-back guy, so, like, I can get kind of lackadaisical at times. But uh, this, this past year, just being a professional every day that I step onto the football field was, was a big step for me. And just realizing that, like you you don't you don't get this time back. Uh, it was going to be my last year at Penn State, um, and it, it was going to be my last year in college. Well, I oh, agree. I agree. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I would just say not taking a day for granted uh, was, was really big. 
I will agree with you that you are an easygoing guy. I will disagree with you that you are not lackadaisical ever. I don't ever remember you being lackadaisical. I always felt you were always fine-tuning your craft. Uh, yeah. You get you get to Washington, and, of course, we now know the story about Ron Rivera and about practice and your graduation. What was that moment right. like, and what does it mean to you that he thinks that way? Yeah. Uh, it, real players coach, honestly. That, that's, that's what I tell people, a real players coach. A uh, guy who who really cares about his guys um, is not not just in it for the for the for the uh, for the things that people do on the field. He, he's there for for lifelong dreams and lifelong lessons. So like for him to be able to to say that, yeah, like I truly understand you're going to graduate. This is you don't get something like this back in life. Uh, it was really cool to experience that and have his word to to go and graduate at Penn State. What's the Washington experience like for you so far, and how excited are you to get the NFL journey going? Yeah, I'm extremely excited. Uh, it is a dream forever. Uh, basically, being there for rookie minicamp was kind of just a little taste of what it's going to be like, uh, but it's all fun. Uh, I have fun every time I step on the football field. So, uh, honestly, just looking forward to having fun these next few years and just taking it a step at a time. Well, Jahan, I'm going to let you go. Appreciate you very much. Uh, and again, as I told you the last time I saw you, I said, make sure you give your mom a hug for me because she has survived so much and your dad's been by her side the whole time. So I'm glad you're able to do what you can for two extremely hardworking people that have obviously worked hard with you but worked also hard in many other ways. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. And that is Jahan Dotson joined us after being drafted by the Washington Commanders. And now we go with his teammate, Jaquan Brisker, who was drafted the next night in the second round to the Chicago Bears. Well, in the 40-plus years I've been doing this job, I can tell you that one of the top five safeties, and you can argue maybe the best of seniors, is Jaquan Brisker. And he knows it because I've already told him that a couple times. So it's not, <laughs> it's not unusual for me to hear that. Jaquan, uh, first of all, what was it like on day two, the weight, and then finding out it was the Bears. Uh, really, the weight, uh, it was, you know, kind of difficult, but, you know, honestly, just being around friends and family, you know, really helped me a lot, you know, just uh, you know, just going around, you know, just thanking everybody, you know, for, you know, showing up and, you know, thanking everybody, you know, just for being there and things like that. Uh, but, you know, um, the weight, you know, after I seen, you know, a couple of players go ahead of me, uh, you know, it, it was kind of difficult, but I, um, I just wanted to, you know, see what team really wanted me. And then once, you know, I seen the Bears call me, I was like, there was a, this team wants me. You know, they didn't pass me up in the first round because um, they didn't have a first round pick. So, um, you know, they had a, they had second round picks. So, you know, once they picked me, you know, I was very comfortable with going with the Bears. And then, you know, I um, also visited with them during my 30 visit. So um, I had a great time here. And, you know, they have a great staff and, you know, great organization. So I was very happy. In fact, it's a brand-new staff there, as a matter of fact. It is a fresh start in Chicago with that staff. How excited are you, and especially the fit that you have in that particular defense they want to run? Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm very excited. Just, um, you know, excited to play, you know, under this defense, you know, especially, um, you know, the scheme and things like that. But, you know, especially a new staff, you know, everybody want to come in, come in, you know, go, go to the playoffs and, you know, win the Super Bowl. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy. 
something. It's one thing to sit there and anybody who watches you combine. And I was, you know, and Kim Jones from NFL Network and I were watching you combine. And like, wow, look at everything he can do. And I said, I said, that's not the half of it. It's the football smarts to go with the athleticism. What kind of person are you in terms of studying the game of football where you immerse yourself in it? Uh, I'll say I'm like a football geek, like uh, really just, you know, trying to download everything I can and um, transfer it over, you know, to the field. Um, look at what I can, you know, on, on film, you know, go through the playbook and then, you know, transfer it on to the field, you know, just really pay attention to every single detail, you know, that I'm doing that also that my team is doing so I, that allows me to play even more faster. So, um, you know, really just, you know, studying a lot, you know, um, especially, you know, I've been playing it for so long. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of it is just, you know, different terminology, you know, at, at different places. So really just getting comfortable with the terminology and um, really just studying it over and over again until I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm great. So, Jaquan, there are two ways that you can bet on yourself. Number one is, I'm going into the draft. That's it. Or you can come back for a year because you're confident enough that you can show everybody that you can improve your game and be a higher pick. You went with the latter. What did this past season mean to your growth as a player to get you in a position to be a second-round pick? Uh, it meant a lot just, you know, coming back, you know, just being a professional, you know, um, you know, have, having, you know, Coach Franklin staff, you know, teaching me how to, you know, be a leader, you know, be a man off the field also, but, you know, just taking everything all in, you know, not, you know, missing any any notes or any, you know, big, you know, points, you know, that Coach Franklin or the staff has said, but, you know, just coming back, you know, being a professional, you know, taking it all in and, um, you know, just helping myself, you know, just um, make sure that, you know, I'm on the field, you know, I'm, I'm showing what I could do, you know, showing my versatility, you know, showing, you know, coming back, you know, that was very important for me to come back and show my versatility, you know, show what I could do, you know, um, play even more faster, but, you know, just more be a, be a professional and be a great leader. Which you are. What did Anthony Poindexter mean to you this past season? You know, he meant a lot, uh, especially um, off the field. You know, he, he taught me a lot off the field, you know, just not football, you know, just being being a man, just like, you know, Coach Francis. So he, he fit right into the set and then on the field, you know, he's a great safety himself. So, you know, me just, you know, learning every single thing that I can from him, you know, under that year we had and, you know, us having, you know, a great time together. And um, you know, the relationship, you know, was was great. You know, I love Coach Poindexter, you know, um everything he taught me, you know, I transferred onto the field and and you guys seen it. I have to ask you about the progress of little brother. And that's Jair Brown. Tig, I mean, Tig, Tig is something else. Uh, and Tig is now betting on himself to do exactly what you've done. What are the attributes that he brings to the table that you know on the pro level are going to be very attractive? I'll say um, versatility also. Um, last year we both played left and right, so he put, he got the chance to play free safety and boundary safety. So, um, you know, that versatility is very important. Then also his ball skills. You know, people – you know, um, he he we wasn't talking about last year, but he was tied in the nation for you know the most interceptions. So you know his ball skill that's huge in the league because you know you get paid um, intercepting the ball and giving it back to the office. So um, you know I think that's very important. Then I know he's going to take on you know the leadership role and take over over there. So um, you know once you know um, he shows versatility again, and then um, his ball skills and then his leadership is going to be easy once he get, gets into the league. He's going to be a great safety. 
How young were you, Jaquan, when you started dreaming about the NFL? And now that it's a reality, what's this like compared to the dream? I'll say very young. Um, probably, you know, around, you know, seven or eight. You know, I was, you know, carrying around my brother's, you know, helmet, shoulder pad, you know, at a very young age. <laughs> and, um, you know, playing with socks, you know, my mom taking things away from me and things like that. So I'll say at a very young age. And, you know, me just telling my parents, you know, as long as I get, you know, to college, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. So, um, you know, really, you know, now that I'm here, you know, it's just like, wow. Like, you know, all the hard work, you know, everything, you know, really paid off. So, you know, um, just really taking it all in. But, you know, also, you know, now it's time to be a professional. You know, now, you know, it's time to just go. Like, I can't be, you know, too shot for too long or, you know, things like that. You know, I just got to be ready now. So it's time to go. And you walk out of here with your degree, you know, and that's what a lot of people are ready. You walk out of here with your degree. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Jaquan, you're one of the best I've ever seen here. And look forward to seeing you not only in the professional ranks, but seeing you stop by here every once in a while just to say hi, okay? Yes, sir. Look forward to seeing you also. Thank you. I appreciate that. Jaquan Brisker of the Chicago Bears. That has a nice ring to it. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. And that is Jaquan Brisker, now of the Chicago Bears. So that was a fun time looking back as one of the two best and most recent football alumni from Penn State now enjoying some NFL careers getting ready for their rookie seasons it was fun to relive those conversations and we'll see what they can do in their first years on the pro level we'll wrap things up in the final half hour coming up with Penn State women's basketball great Kelly Mazanti of course now locally the associate women's basketball coach at Bucknell Boris Montoursville grad so we'll look forward to having to replay that interview with uh, Kelly in the final half hour she is now a PA Sports Hall of Famer. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com It is a best of the Steve Jones Show here on News Radio 1070 WKOK When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. 
Final half hour on this Wednesday. It is a best of the Steve Jones Show. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve on vacation this week, but as always, in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Home of that all-important Sunbury Motors guarantee. Wrapping up this Wednesday show with a Penn State alumni-themed hour. Just finished up replaying our interviews with Jaquan Brisker and Jahan Donson. And then a few weeks later, we had Kelly Mazanti join us. Penn State women's basketball great, Montoursville basketball great, and now the associate women's basketball coach at Bucknell under head coach Trevor Woodruff. And she's now a Pennsylvania Sports Hall of Famer, and she joined Steve to talk about that. We bring in the outstanding Kelly Mazzani. Kelly, thanks so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. And congratulations on a well-deserved honor. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, it's been a good couple of days, so I'm excited. Yeah, it has been a good couple of days. <laughs> uh, we'll start with the Hall of Fame part of it, the Pennsylvania Sports Hall of Fame. October 30th, the induction will take place at Reading. Um, who told you, and what was your response when you found out? Well, ironically enough, I had just flown from Dallas to Atlantic City, and I was recruiting. Um, so, of course, I was on court 27, you know, watching <laughs> uh, AAU basketball. I thought that was pretty ironic. Um, but I had a couple different people reach out. Um, you know, it's it's pretty remarkable. I felt I felt really excited. I've been able to share it with my family, and, you know, I've been getting a lot of people reaching out so it's it's definitely a collection of a lot of people that have been in my life you know teammates coaches family so it's been exciting what does it not only mean just for you but the, also the recognition of women's basketball that someone like you had that kind of impact and the sport itself is also being recognized yeah i, I think so many people for so many years have fought um you know, for women's sports, even, you know, Rini and, um, you know, Lady Lion basketball. So, you know, I think it's, I think women's basketball is in a great, a great place. Um, and so to be recognized, you know, I've, I've really had a good appreciation for it. I've thought a lot about my, my playing career over the last couple of weeks. So to really think about it, to what you know, what I was able to do, you know, individually, but collectively on, on the different teams I've been on, it's it's pretty remarkable if you think about it. And also finding out that uh, to be an associate head coach, what does that mean to you in your growth in the profession? No, I, I think it's um, you know, that's a a key word, growth. You know, I'm getting ready to start my my ninth season overall, which is pretty incredible it goes so fast um and I, I just think you know we have a really good thing going at Bucknell I, I appreciate coach Woodruff you know in our athletic department in that confidence to you know give me that title um so I'm just you know I'm growing like you said each and every year taking it a year at a time but coaching is definitely my passion I, and I, I absolutely love it so it's been exciting what is it about coaching that makes you passionate? Well, it's just such a different side of from when I was playing. Uh, you know, I, I just going through a, a collegiate career and then a professional career, a lot of it's instinctual and you're just doing what you do. Uh, so 
being able to learn the other side of it, what goes into the coaching side, and really helping the student athletes navigate their four years in college. You know, I was so blessed to have had such a great experience at Penn State. Um, so being able to help them, you know, in their one collegiate experience has really been rewarding. All right. So anybody who goes along and tries to work in a profession, there'll be mentors along the way. Mm-hmm. And you'll start then parroting some things that were said to you that came directly from them, and you probably laugh when it happens. Who would be the influences on coaching style, even though you have to be you, okay, because the best you is you. Sure. Who were the influences as to how you coach, and why did they influence you in that direction? Well, I think first and foremost, Rini, uh, you know, she used to always say, to whom much is given, much is expected. Yes. And, you know, that has resonated. I don't think sometimes we realize as Division One student-athletes the amount of effort and time on the coaching side of it. You know, we're going through it. And so that really that really hits home. Um, you know, I've had different mentors, not necessarily coaches, you know, just give advice about being the best version of you. Um, just little things like that just to keep everything in perspective. And we have great student-athletes at Bucknell that really understand it. Um, and so... If I can give that type of advice, that's not just for your college experience, but for life, you know, those have kind of resonated with me throughout my career that I've been able to translate into the coaching side of it as well. And believe me, you and I could probably talk a long time about Rini because uh, all day. <laughs> I, I mean, all day because I mean, I broadcast her first game at Penn State. Uh, her first so, game. Yeah, her first game. Wow. Carol Waldeman and Annie Troyan with it. Uh, Carol Walden was the star that night. Annie couldn't play. She'd hurt her knee at Colorado and wasn't able to play yet. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, she so. definitely influential. Um, and I, and I, def- I know I make a lot of references to what I've learned there. Obviously, I have a lot of, you know, different things that I learned in the WNBA overseas. But I feel Penn State was really at the core of – creating who I was as a person and now as a coach. Yeah. Um, you mentioned overseas. I'm, I think one of your stops was Russia. Is that mm-hmm. true? All right. Now, look, you obviously have a different experience than what, unfortunately, Brittany Griner is going through. Sure. Did you have any difficulty at all there, in, out, or once you were in that country? I know the circumstances have dramatically changed, but did you at all? No, we had, I mean, for, for my own personal experience, which is all I can talk about and speak on, is right. no issues. I mean, you go in, you go out. I mean, there's certain, obviously, there's certain roles and there's things that you fill on the plane, what you have in your bag, vice versa. But no, um, it's been a really, a really sad story um, that obviously everyone's following closely. But no, I, I was fortunate enough to. You know, go to Italy, go to Slovakia, go to Hungary with no issues, and back. As you watch now the WNBA, and you're immersed, obviously, in the college game, how much pride do you take in the fact that, you know, a lot of groundbreaking was done and the WNBA seems to be on a path to success right now? How much pride do you take in that? A lot. I remember thinking, you know, I was getting ready to graduate at Penn State, 
is it going to fold? You know, is the WNBA even going to be there? Are we going to have a season? So for it to be so successful, and now they're talking about expansion, um, you know, to be a part of that for the seven and a half years, again, when you're going through it, you don't understand truly what you're, you know, you're just playing basketball. But to look back now and to have had been a part of the Charlotte Sting and then that folded and, and to be a part of the Phoenix Mercury who have won since I was there another championship it's it's going strong there's a lot of opportunity um, and obviously the college athletes now know that hey I have a shot at the WNBA you know the European basketball is strong so it's pretty cool to reflect back and, and know that I was a part of that you're also part of what they're doing at Bucknell right now. You reference the record and how well they've done. You reference Coach Woodruff. Along the way, what are a couple of items as a head coach that you have picked up from Coach Woodruff that uh, you know that are part of your foundation now? Yeah, I, I think from day one, um, he is probably one of the most detail-oriented coaches or people I've ever been around so just understanding the game on such an intricate level I've learned so much from him in three years um, from X's and O's to different game plans to schemes um, he's, a, he's a very very strong brilliant basketball mind so I, I've learned a lot from him and, and the details and what, what he expects and what we expect as a coaching staff do things the right way definitely will be things that I carry on wherever I wherever the job takes me um, right. but yeah I've learned I've learned a tremendous amount okay when Reenie and Annie would sit down and you would watch tape tape video mm-hmm. how different is life now for you on the coaching side as to how you watch video as opposed to how you watch video when you were a player <laughs> I'm going to give Annie Troy and some mad props right now, but I just remember <laughs> Annie being – I would literally watch every possession of every game, how they guarded me, ah. how to beat – how to counter it. So it's very similar. Um, you know, the details, I just – I specifically remember Michigan State always had a really tough zone, and we would watch every possession of every game and, and try to analyze the – the defense, mm-hmm. where our openings. So there's a lot of similarities. You know, in going through college, you're like, oh, this is a pain in the butt. But yeah. I learned a lot. And, you know, Annie and I, Annie and I definitely stay in communication. And it is. It, it's it's a, a lot of little things that go into it. Um, so there's a lot of similarities. All right, now I'm going to now, to get into Bucknell. Obviously, okay. I mean, a- academics mean a big part. Okay, to get into Bucknell, so sure. obviously that does play a role as to how you recruit. Mm-hmm. I was watching uh, an NFL Network feature on Jimmy Johnson, and he's with Bill Belichick on a boat. Okay, and he says, and he and and Jimmy says to him, "I have five rules. Number one, above all, the player must be smart." And Belichick goes, oh, God, yeah. When you are recruiting, you're obviously looking for certain basketball skills. What about the intelligence part, and how important is that as to how you recruit somebody? Well, I don't want to give out our recruiting recruiting one-on-one, but, you know, we live in a world of hashtags, and 
you know, our hashtag, our mantra is TST, and the S is for smart. And that's not book smart. That's not, you know, obviously the academic part of Bucknell. They're going to tell us if the student athlete's smart. Um, But we look for high IQ student student athletes. And, you know, can they see the floor? Can they pass? You know, a perfect example is Cecilia Collins, who was on the all-rookie team and second team. It's just an IQ level. And, And we think if... If a recruit has a high IQ, that that to us is appealing because they they understand the game, and they'll make other people around them better. So, we that's one thing. That's one of the things that we really, you know, look at when we're out recruiting. Well, everyone here at Penn State has always thought of Kelly Mazzani from day one as a Hall of Famer, now officially in Pennsylvania. And on October 30th, she'll be in the Pennsylvania Sports Hall of Fame in Reading. Congratulations to one of the greats, and always a privilege to talk with you, Kelly. No, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hopefully we'll talk soon. And that is Kelly Mazzanti, the now Pennsylvania Sports Hall of Famer. She'll be inducted in October, as she talked about with Steve in writing, so we look forward to that. Congratulations again to Kelly on an outstanding achievement, a remarkable career, developing right now as a coach, of course, a tremendous playing career, Montoursville, Penn State, WNBA, internationally, and now she's making herself as a pretty good assistant coach on the Division One level in uh, women's college soup. So congratulations to her. Well, that will wrap up today's edition of our Best of Show. Tomorrow and Friday, we're going to look back at the 10th anniversary of the show, which we celebrated a few months ago, back in early February, and we had lots of mystery guests call and surprise Steve to congratulate him on the 10 years of hosting this show. So that's what we're going to do for our final two days of this best of week. Who's going to join us when? Well, we'll just have to tune in to find out. So we look forward to that the rest of this week. But today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, great selection of pre-owned inventory, great service department and sales staff, all part of that Sunbury Motors guarantee. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as we continue a best of the Steve Jones Show all this week here on News Radio 1070 WKOK.